Hello students, today I am going to deal with a chapter called The Enemy. It's been written by Pearl S. Buck. All of us know that during the World War, Japan, Germany and Italy had allied together against the whole world. US had jumped into the World War after the Pearl Harbor incident. Japan in those days was a military country and it was fully active in the World War II. In fact, people in Korea even today, they are asking Japan to apologize for the atrocities they carried out during the World War. Now the protagonist of the story is Dr. Sadao Hoki. Sadao Hoki was a Japanese and he at the age of 22 had been sent to US to study medicine. They were affluent people. They used to live in this house which was on top of a cliff. It used to overlook the coast. The fishing villages were at least two miles away from their house on every side. The coast had jagged rocks so nobody could enter from that side. And there were small small islands in front of their house in the sea. Perhaps Sadao had asked his father about those islands. And his father had once replied, those islands, well, who knows, they could be stepping stones to the future of Japan. That just shows how ambitious he was. But even though Sadao was his only child, his father had sent him away from him for eight years to the US to study further, to study medicine. Sadao on his part, he was not only a very successful doctor, but he also became a scientist. And at that point of time, he was working on a medicine, on a discovery that would render the wound. In other words, he was working on an antiseptic. He had also not been sent to the frontier to fight along with the troops. The reason being that the general who was in charge of the troops, he had complete faith in the doctor. For him, he was indispensable because he suffered a heart condition and there was a possibility that Sadao would be required to operate upon him. So these were the two reasons why he was never sent with the troops. Every evening, Sadao would come out he would stand in the veranda and he would watch the clouds coming from the sea, wreathing around the pines, creeping up towards the house. He used to enjoy seeing that. And his wife, Hannah, used to join him during this time. He had met Hannah very casually. Now, this question is also asked very often. How had he met Hannah? When he was in the US, he had a professor, American professor, who was a kind man and he loved to call the foreign students home. He felt that they needed some pampering, so he would call them often. Although Sadao did not like going to his house because his wife was very voluble, yet on that particular day, he had gone to their house and there he had met Hannah. They had liked each other on the spot, but then they had waited to come back to Japan and then formalize their relationship. In the oriental countries are quite like India. The parents, they decide 
who is going to marry whom they check out the antecedents they check out the families and then they take a decision so sadao's father had also checked out whether hana was japanese or not and once that was confirmed only then they had they got into a relationship and got married but now they were perfectly happy now as both of them were standing in the veranda they saw something black being flung out of the sea they thought it was a fisherman and they hurried down towards it as they closed in they realized it was a man who was lying face down in the sand dr sadao the moment he saw this man he started rushing towards him they have this involuntary thing it was his training which made him rush towards him he turned the man and at that moment he realized that it was a white man not only was he white well he had a yellow beard and yellow hair since sadao had seen a red stain in the sand that was there his expert fingers they started probing and looking for the wound and he found that he was hit on his lower back there was a gunshot wound there which was not very old the jagged rocks on the coast probably just helped to open up that wound and that is why it was bleeding yet again hana the moment she saw the boy bleeding she gave out a cry oh how he is bleeding but sadao was muttering as to what they should do with the man both sadao and hana realized that if it was a white man they would have to tell the police about him otherwise they could be tried for treason the man was totally unconscious so sadao he was just wondering aloud he said maybe it's the best thing that if we throw him back into the sea it would be easier for all of us the man wouldn't come to know he, that he had survived and he was thrown back into the sea because he's unconscious and well they wouldn't have to bother about informing the police or the army or being tried for treason and so on then they both saw that this boy was wearing a cap now this cap had the letters us navy written on it and they both realized that he was a prisoner of war now the question that can be asked is what made them infer that the boy was a prisoner of war number 1 he was white number 2 his yellow hair and yellow beard and number 3 he was wearing a cap that had the words written on it us navy now both husband and wife were confused as to what to do but then ultimately sadao said that we need to take him to the house we could probably hand him over to the army once he's a little better they both carried him up to the house and they realized that the only room that could where he could be kept was sadao's father's room sadao's father had been a typical japanese man he followed all the cultures all the tradition of japanese people we've already seen it in the case of hana being chosen as a wife for sadao well this man wouldn't sit on a foreign chair or a foreign bed and the irony was that 
The prisoner of war was taken to his room. Hannah opened the cupboard and she saw that the quilt that she would have to give him was of pure white silk. And she muttered the word she said, he's so dirty. So to that, Sadao said, that the man definitely needed to be washed before he could be taken care of. He told Hannah, you get the hot water and I will wash him. But Hannah, she was used to a different lifestyle. She was an affluent person. She says, no, 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 you don't touch him. I will ask Yumi to do it. Now, Yumi used to take care of their children. Sadao realized that he would have to work quickly. He says, if I don't work quickly, he will surely die. To that, Hannah said, let him die. Why are we trying to save him? Sadao said, what if he should die? It would put a question mark on his capabilities as a doctor. Anyways, Sadao had already made up his mind. He says he was a menace, living or dead. Now, the question that can be asked is, why was the young prisoner of war a menace, living or dead? Well, he was a menace. Menace means a nuisance. He was a menace if he lived because then they would have to give him to the army. They would be questioned. They could be tried for treason. And if he died, it would put a question mark on Sadao's capabilities as a doctor. Anyways, Hannah went to the nursery where the children were sleeping. She called Yumi and she said, you have a job to do. She says, I will make the children sleep, but you go and wash this white man. Yumi, she refused for the first time probably in her life. Since she had never ever done so, Hannah was extremely angry, but she did not say anything. She was scared that if any of these servants went and told the police what was happening here, what would be the repercussions? Now, on the other hand, Dr. Sadao had called all the other servants of the house and he had explained to them what had happened and what their decision was. He had told them that they would look after this man till the time he was well and then they would hand him over to the police. But these servants were superstitious. They all agreed upon one thing, that the master should not heal what the rocks tried to do, what the sea tried to do and what the bullet tried to do. In fact, one of them said that he is so proud of his skills as a doctor that he doesn't even see whether it is a white man or a friend or a foe. Hannah, out of anger, she decided to clean the man herself. Now, she cleaned the front of this man, but when she turned him on his back, she was unable to do so. In the meantime, Sadao was already dressed for the operation. He was conducting this operation probably for the first time in his own house. And he hardly had any help here. He got all the instruments, but then he told Hannah that she would have to assist him. Hannah, she was wondering what to do because the blood had started flowing again. At that time, she remembered that the old mattresses were kept outside, even in India 
when it is very very cold the farmers put something like hay or cloth or mattresses on top of the plants so that they don't die because of the dew now she thought that the old mattress pieces would be kept by the gardener for his use so she went out to get those so that she could put them under this boy and the blood would not soak through into the carpet remember the japanese they like to sit on the floor their floors are padded and she did not want that floor to be spoiled but by the time she came back with the mattress the blood had already soaked through sada was already in his own thoughts he was already working out the operation in his mind so when he told her that she would have to help him she said i have never ever done it so he says doesn't matter it's very simple you dip the cotton in chloroform bring it near to the nose of the man and you take it away now you keep on waiting till the time the man stirs if he stirs you give it to him again remember if you take too much of chloroform well a person could die now he started operating and the moment hana saw so much of blood well she started feeling pukish although sada was concerned about her pukishness still he was so absorbed in his work he was so absorbed in looking after his patient that he did not pay much attention to her in fact he just murmured she'll be better off with an empty stomach at that time he says this man there is no reason under the heaven that he should live and this can be asked as an extract why do you think he says that the reason is because this man was a source of a dilemma saving him was a challenge to his skills which he wanted to excel at and leaving him it was it would cause him a lot of pain he also wanted to be with his wife during her troubled time she was vomiting and yet he was unable to leave his patient and go and help her now hana came back after she had puked she was feeling a little better and she did exactly as sadao told her to while she was sitting next to the boy's face she asked sadao was he tortured a lot she could see the lines on his face the lines on his throat she had also heard that general takima who was leading the forces well he was one of those people who even tortured his own wife there was a history of domestic violence in their house and she was wondering that somebody who could abuse his own wife how would he treat a prisoner of war and when she sat next to this boy who was just about 22 years old she was wondering if he really knew what he was fighting for in fact she told sadao do you think he is at fault he doesn't even know what he is fighting for he's just a small boy now as far as general takima was concerned those days there was not too much of press there was people who were concerned about what was happening so whatever the state decided to release as far as the news was concerned only that was released and japanese people were often told that wherever japanese army was going it was being welcomed 
people were dancing that they had come to liberate them though now we know in hindsight that was not the case but that was the propaganda that was carried out by the japanese army when hana questioned sadao about the scars he did not reply he was so engrossed in his operation at one time he felt the bullet and this bullet was very very close to the kidney all thoughts of everything else left him and he says that it was the sheer pleasure of taking out that bullet literally without harming the rest of the body parts that were engrossing him at that point he remembered his american professor who used to say ignorance of human body is the surgeon's cardinal sin means in case you don't know what you're operating upon in case you're putting the life of your patient in danger there can be no sin bigger than that and there's no pardon for that he also used to say to operate without as complete knowledge of the body as you had made it anything less than that is murder his professor was very clear about how killed a surgeon should be while operating sadao was trying to speak to the patient he said it's not quite the kidney my friend means the kidney had been somehow saved the bullet was lodged a little away from the kidney now the question that is often asked is why did he address him as a friend knowing that he was an enemy the reasons could be one that he was so engrossed in his work that he was oblivious to his surroundings number 2 it was just a way to elicit a response from the patient remember they were using chloroform and he had told hana that the moment he stirs you bring that cotton swab next to him again it was trying to know whether he was responding and if he was responding the chloroform needed to be given again thirdly it is ironical because he forgets that the patient is a prisoner of war sadao did manage to get the bullet out when he had done so the boy quivered he moved and in his unconscious state he said they got my guts the moment he spoke hana cried she said sadao what do i do sadao replied that she need not do anything and the man again he became unconscious now he was a little worried when he became unconscious again he checked his pulse again he says he hated the touch of it because he did not know whether this man was going to stay alive or he was going to sink but then he told hana no more anesthetic after the operation was over sadao said he said this man will live in spite of all means even though he had all the odds stacked against him this man would live and he was put back on the bed he was taken care of yumi wouldn't come near him so hana was doing all the looking after all the cleaning and so on and when this boy came back into consciousness he was a little worried about the surroundings when he came into his consciousness he saw everything was japanese and he did not know how to react but the moment hana saw him she said don't be afraid 
when she spoke to him in english he was a little less frightened he asked him how she spoke english and she told him that they had studied in america from now on at least he could understand what they were trying to say that way he was a little better sadao came he checked him and he asked sadao what are you going to do with me and sadao very truthfully he replied he says i still don't know he told him that he ought to give him to the police but then he says we'll first wait till you get better the moment this boy heard that sadao wanted to give him back to the police well he just turned his face away and he lay down some days passed this boy was getting better a little better 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 but the servants were getting restless they were very very vocal about their thoughts now they would make sure that hana was near and then they would start talking about this man and how sadao and hana were jeopardizing the future of their children the gardener who had been there for a long time he says had the master he is referring to sadao's father he says had the master been alive this would never have happened and they also said that sadao was so proud of his skill to save a life that he saves any life they would even say that the children's lives were at stake their future was at stake hana did not respond to any of these things she would listen and she would walk away and one day when she was feeding him this boy the prisoner of war he turned to her and he said my name is tom now hana told him she says i don't want to know your name when you know a person's name you stop thinking of him as an enemy now she realized that she would only think of him as tom and that wouldn't evoke the same feelings as the word enemy does as for sadao well he checked him every day he he was very very concerned about how this boy was doing and he started writing a letter to the chief of the police he wanted to explain to him what was going on but every time he would start writing he would pen down a few words and then keep the letter back into the drawer on the 7th day after he had been operated two things happened the first one was that all the servants of the house they collected their belongings they came to hana and sadao in the morning and they told them that they couldn't work there anymore they said that they wouldn't go to the police but they would come back only and only if this boy was taken away from there this meant that sadao and hana would have to do all the household chores themselves once they had left hana asked sadao she says why is it that they can see clearly what they have to do but we are unable to do so and both of them they were thinking of what next in the afternoon the same day another thing happened hana had just finished with the work she was sitting down and relaxing for a little while when she saw a military vehicle draw up outside the house and there was a man in a uniform who came towards her her first reaction was that probably the servants have gone and told the police about this young man in their house she rushed to 
Sadao and she tried to tell him that there was somebody there. The uniformed person had already followed her. And when Sadao looked up, he said, what is it? This uniformed person said that he was supposed to go to the palace as General Takima wanted to meet him. Anna, she said, is that all? Now, as far as the uniformed person was concerned, well, he did not know what was going on. So he says, the general is not well. And you are asking, is that all? But since she did not want any argument, she just said, I am very sorry. Sadao came to say goodbye. And at that time, he felt, he says, I must get rid of this man for your sake. Now, this can be asked as an extract again. When did he say this? It was when the uniform officer came to call him and he saw his wife going white with fear. Now, once Sadao was there with the general, well, he checked him, he spoke to him and then the general said, you know, you are indispensable to me. At that time, Sadao realized that he probably had the general in the palm of his hand. He says, yes, I am there to help you. But then he explained to him what had happened. He told him that there was a prisoner of war in his house. Now, General Takima, for one, he realized that if he put Sadao behind bars, Sadao would not be allowed to take care of him. And he would have a problem as far as doctors were concerned. In fact, he told him, he says, you are a trained doctor in the U.S., People who are trained there are more humanitarian than those trained in Germany. He says, the people who are trained in Germany are ruthless and they would consider the operation successful even if he died. He said, why can't we combine the humanitarian value of the US along with the ruthlessness of the Germans? But then he also said that he would not like to give up the services of Sadao. That meant that the general was not going to punish him. He asked him, he said, what do you want to do? The general suggested that he could send his private assassins. In those days, these generals used to keep private assassins. It was an absolute state. Now, what is an absolute state? Absolute state is an autocratic state. Opposition is not tolerated. Rulers keep assassins to silence any kind of discontent. So he said he had his own private assassins and he said that day you leave the door of Tom's room open and in the night his private assassins would come and they would finish him off. He said what are you going to do with the body? He says I can get the body also removed. So Sadao agreed. Probably that was the best way of getting rid of Tom. That evening, he checked on this boy. He made sure that the door was open. But Sadao says he slept badly that night. Why? He doesn't want to be implicated, so he tells the general about the whole thing. The general says we can have the POW assassinated. He agrees to it, but his conscience pricks him for betraying a guest. The fear of assassins killing the prisoner of war is also subconsciously troubling him. He wishes 
the boy should survive and he should escape. But then he knows he doesn't have a choice. That is why he slept badly that night. Time and again he woke up at every small sound thinking that the assassins were there. Next morning he was so sure when he went into the boy's room that he wouldn't be there. But the moment he entered, there was Tom and he was smiling at him. So he thought probably the next night the assassins would come. But next morning also the same thing was there. Tom was there and he was smiling and he was standing and so on. The third night it was raining. And that night Sadao was somehow sure that the assassins would come. At one point of time, the branch over the roof, it broke. It made a lot of sound. There was the pelting sound of the raindrops. There was the sound of the branch breaking. And Sadaf was so sure that the assassin had come. Because of the sound, that child woke up and he started crying. Hannah wanted to get up and he wanted to speak to the child. But Sadao, he stopped her, knowing fully well that assassins are trained to kill. They don't leave any trail behind. So if somebody walks in into them, that person also would be removed from the way. So he did not let Hannah get up. He had not told her about the assassins because he knew she would panic. But next morning, when he woke up, he found that Tom was still there. That day he had had enough. He decided that he would have to do something about it. So he told Tom, he says, you are okay. Let me check you up. He checked him up. And then he said, I am going to put you in a boat. And he explained to him, he says, the island that could be seen from his house. He said, this island is not inhabited at all. Because during the storms, it is submerged. He says, there is no storm now. So I will put you in a boat with warm clothes, with a quilt, with water and food. And you will row across to that island after dusk. Then he told him that Korean boats, they pass from the other side of the island. So he would have to hail that Korean boat and then escape. He also warned him, you can stay there, you can, and if you run out of food, you can even catch fish there. But do not cook the fish. Reason being, during the day, the smoke would be seen. And during the night, the light from the fire would be seen. He also gave him a kimono to wear and he gave him a black scarf for his hair so that the blonde hair would not be seen from far. After dusk, he checked him up nicely and thoroughly and then he took him down to the boat. When he took him down to the boat, he decided whether or not to give him a flashlight. But then he gave him a flashlight and he told him, once you reach across, you flash once. That way he would know that he had reached safely. He also told him, that if you are there the next day or the next day after that, just at the twilight, shine the flashlight twice. That way he would know that if there was no flashlight, then he has escaped. And if there was a flashlight, well, he needed something.
the writer says that night he slept after some time he was called by the general the general had a heart condition like he had always had and he had to be operated upon he operated upon the general and once he was better he told the general how he had helped the prisoner to escape the general then said oh i was supposed to send the assassins and i forgot about it the general also tried telling him he says you are not going to talk about it to anybody in case somebody asks you i don't know about it sadao did realize that the general was totally on his side he also told the general that he would probably not be able to stand another operation so he needed to look after himself very very carefully so he realized that the general was a self absorbed man when it came to himself he was not ready for any kind of compromise even though it meant that he was not trying sadao who could have been tried for treason that night sadao looked for that flash of light but there was no flash of light and he realized that tom had probably escaped he stood there for a long time in his veranda you know he was just wondering about what he had done when he had reached the us us has a lot of racism he was not treated very well in fact there was nobody who was willing to give him a place to live finally he had found a place and the landlady had been a very very voluble woman the only good thing that she had done for him was that when he had influenza she had looked after him otherwise he had had a miserable time then he wondered that when he was treated so badly what was it that prompted him to treat tom so well and at that time he realized that humanitarianism within a person is above all values it does not see the borders it does not see the religion it does not see the caste he says he could have treated tom the same way it could have been tit for tat but tit for tat doesn't become a solution very often the question is put do you think he was loyal well yes dr sadao was a loyal person as far as he was concerned he had told the general about what he had done he had informed his superiors about it why do you think tom did not want to go anywhere from uh, dr sadao's house well number 1 it was self preservation he knew that he was safe and comfortable in their house if he leaves well he could have to face the harsh weather he could have to face the bullets the torture the gallows here everybody used to speak english so language was not a problem he also realized that sadao was an influential yet a kind man who would look after him there's another question which is very important from exam point of view while hatred against a member of enemy race is justifiable especially during war time what makes human being rise above narrow prejudices hatred of hana and sadao was understandable but not 
justifiable. They rise above the narrow prejudices, ethics, they are large-hearted people and they have a huge sense of morality. Sadao has faced hatred and indifference in America and he does not want to follow the same thing with Tom.